It's All Chaos, a podcast about two best friends who are navigating the ups and downs of working full-time, running their own businesses, blending families, and taking on Nana duties. Duties? Not that kind of duty. Oh. Learn about the things we are involving ourselves in and the challenging day-to-day events that just prove that every day, all day, it's all chaos. Welcome to episode 14 of the It's All Chaos podcast. I'm Jill. And I'm Tracy. And if we didn't say this from our last podcast, they we just keep having recording issues. So this is round two. So we're going to try to tell you all the awesomeness again. Yeah, literally we were recording and then all of a sudden the, the stream looked weird on the computer and we went back and it was like really staticky and then all of a sudden it was like Aliens alien noises jumped in down. and we we're like oh are we being censored i don't know <laughs> anyway so i'm gonna stop it real fast the chaos, right here round two listen how it sounds and then if we're good <laughs> we're gonna come right on back and we're gonna try to tell you all the awesomeness all over again all right we are back that part recorded just fine so i hope it's a fluke fingers crossed all Maybe right we'll continue on so um, the topic, what we were trying to say at the beginning, I guess we're going to say it again. And, you know, we just tell you that way that life is. So, you know, we're saying things again, but, um, so there, um, has been this TikToker that's kind of being, um, kind of told to stop what he's doing. Um, Tracy had actually sent me, uh, his videos and then I thought he was hilarious and I went into a deep dive. And I thought he was hilarious. That's why I sent it to Jill. And I was like, hey, uh, Jill, this guy's speaking about your life. That's right. Right now. And we had kind of said when we did this on the round one, that, you know, this is all new to have all of this social media and all of this access to all of these people to give your opinion all the time on what people are doing. That's different from when I raised my daughter. Right. Because when I raised my daughter, we had just got into cell phones that were flip phones and then she moved into one that had like the QWERTY keyboard you know where you like text like you text for the first texting she did was where you like hit the number multiple times to To make the the right letter yeah and she was fast at it I never texted during that time and never did until I got a Blackberry and it had a full keyboard because it made no sense to me but she you know she progressed through that but again not in the time of social media where you know videos and all of these things on there for gosh sakes when i started uh facebook you couldn't even put a picture on it it was just words yeah no it absolutely was just words i mean um i got my very first cell phone when i was a sophomore in college i had a night astronomy class and my parents just didn't like me walking across campus i paid for the cheap parking lot which was pretty far out so um i my parents wanted me to have a cell phone and um we have a good laugh about the fact that my very first cell phone plan was 70 minutes a month. If that doesn't tell you that it's for like emergency purposes only, or, Hey, I got stuck at work. I'll be home late. Like, you know, it's quick and fast. And maybe you got a couple texts yeah. a month. If not, you're paying 25 you, cents. A you were not having long conversations with your boo. You yeah. had to go home and do that with either your corded phone or, uh, at least we had moved past the phones that had the antenna that pulled out on the top. So they did right. have cordless phones that you could take yeah, and walk uh, around go to your room with, or whatever. But, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but anyways, it's just interesting. And, and I think something else that has come into my brain um, is that everybody kind of assumed that behind everybody's garage doors and front doors was this happy family, right? Because I think that nobody aired what I would call their dirty laundry. Like I might've talked I mean, to there Tracy were people that about, did, but those, were, were, those were considered the messy people. Right. Before, yeah. before mom groups and mommy bloggers started doing that. Right. 
Um, and let's be honest, mommy bloggers and stuff at first perpetuated that everything's perfect. Yes. So. Yeah. Whereas now you have mommy bloggers. You have ones that are still showing the pretty side of the mommy, mommy blog yeah. life. And then you've got the ones that are showing kind of both mm -hmm. what's good. And then some that are just showing the messy stuff of it. There's like, right. Mom life's messy. So yes. you've got kind of a range of mommies yeah. out there showing all the things. Yeah. And I think you still see that. Like, I think everybody has this idea that Instagram is where every post post their pretty imperfect life. I think with reels and lives, maybe Instagram is changing a little bit, but initially Instagram, because it was all about pictures and maybe a description, everybody was posting the pretty Easter picture of their family. They right. weren't then showing the 10 shots they took before the pretty picture with the kids over here right. and over there and the dress up over your head and the, you know, nobody looking right. at the camera. Yeah. I think it was all about you know, that the kind image. of pretty perfect life. Right, right. Exactly. So now that, you know, people are being a little bit more truthful and I think people have specifically said about TikTok that TikTok is real life. Like nobody tries for perfection. I mean, I mean there's parts there's about gonna it. There's going to be people yes. on every app that do that. But I also think that what created kind of this blend into we want the real and we want to feel connected in that reel is a little bit of reality TV because sure. we all became obsessed yes. with different families and things reality and reality TV, TV and all of these things. Yes. But where we know that there's pieces of that that are kind of convoluted. I'm not going to say scripted, but convoluted. Like they, they work to make certain things happen more, you know, right. um, problematic or right. happier ending or yeah. whatever, where some of that can go into that. TikTok seemed to take the real and for the most part left it in the real. The real content yeah. or context or whatever. Yeah. You know, which is something, yeah, totally. And where people are supposed to be able to go and say, hey, this is my life. And everybody else goes, ha, huh, us too. Or I, that's I, never happened to me. I get that. That is totally my family. That is totally our life. Or, oh my gosh, this is why I'm never having kids, <laughs> you know, in some, right. some right. considerations. Like, you know, you there's the pictures of the kids that have dipped their whole bodies in paint and it, the paint's in the whole room. I mean, we right. see those. Oh, yes. And then people are like, oh yeah, no. Yeah. good. And then people are like, yeah, toddlers move quick. You know, right. there's different sides of that coin right. where people... Or can do that, but then right. there's also going to be people like, oh, you left them lo alone long enough that they were able to do all of that right. stuff. Judge, judge, right. judge, and that will bring on to our topic of conversation. So, um, I mean, and something I think we talked about last time where we hadn't got to yet at at this part was you talking about like kind of the initial advent of social media, which the OG version of that was MySpace. Your daughter had MySpace, you did not. And you had one of your friends reach out to you and say, Hey, did you see what Alex posted? Alex posted something, you may want to check it out. And Right, and of course I didn't have MySpace, so I had to discuss with Alex, I had to see what was going on, and I asked him what it was. It was a photo. Um, it was her just in our backyard. She was in junior high on the trampoline in a bikini, they had been putting a sprinkler under her and her friend, and then they decided to take pictures of each other on the trampoline. Well, she was laying there, not like in a, a provocative. Me, provocative or suggestive <laughs> way, but just laying there, and her eyes were closed because it's very sunny and bright, I'm sure. And it kind of looked like she was maybe passed out drunk or what. I mean, it would just... It, left it isn't some room something for that you need on there. And this is, again, before things were so... Prevalent bad and, yeah. and then like they are now. I mean, we knew that there was bad back then, but it, I don't think it had taken over to the level on social media, social media 
right. as it as it is now. And so um, we went round and round because she didn't see any problem with it and what's wrong and I don't understand. And so we had to have very in-depth talks about why. And it's not that she did something wrong. Right. But it's what, the way it would be interpreted. Correct. And do you want to be interpreted that right. way? And maybe that's a little and then bit we, of what's... We, then we kind of talked um, on the, the previous attempt at this about how, you know, it leads into... Should kids be on social media at all? Should they be in yes. their parents' TikTok? TikTok. Or... Should they be in their parents' Instagram photos? Should they be? And some people are like, no, you should not post your kids anywhere other than maybe right. Facebook to just friends and family when right. you know exactly who's on there. But again, people can take pictures off your Facebook and send them somewhere else. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's a whole gamut of things. And you know, that I, I up... was talking that I have James and Max on my yes. TikTok. We do cooking videos. We do whatever, and I keep it appropriate. I make sure they're not without a shirt and things. And that's, you know, my level. I'm not bashing anybody who takes their, you know, kids to the pool and their young sons don't have shirts on when they're swimming in their swim trunks. But I see my friends still on this, to this day, on my Facebook, posting their kids' first bath photos or things like that. And you've got naked infant girls, right, who obviously don't, but we know that there are creepers out there that that and of would course, be a problem for. And with, I hope you've vetted your friends group. and Part of the kids' um, issue, and I, I can see this, is where they said these kids don't know enough to consent to having yes. their entire life be put on here. Because there are people that build an entire account around mm-hmm. children. And I don't think it's necessarily bad. I'm not going all bad, all good, all right. whatever. I, I, I am very middle of the road with all of these things right. because there's a gentleman that I follow that I think is absolutely fantastic. It's him and his daughter all the time. She is deaf. Mm-hmm. And so they talk about her life and what she does. And right. it's very, it's, bringing and awareness. it's, bring, it's yeah. so good. And it's so helpful to just see all the different right. abilities that are out there with kids and you know maybe you have a kid that is a fantastic dancer and why shouldn't yeah the world see that we have we know that musicians and dancers and different things are discovered on these apps as well um it's just you know caution and what's oversharing versus too much sharing and what can you share and and now there's armchair police and most of these armchair police i mean some of them will have their photos and, and an actual account but a lot of them Hide behind a, a mask of a, of a cat, a dog or, yeah. yeah, yeah, or whatever, or a Jesus loves me, or Jesus saves, or yeah, or you know, you know, they've got a username that's like and I'm just here to cause trouble, or yeah, you no, know, right, and their account is private, or they don't post anything mm-hmm. on it at all, so you know nothing about them. But they'll spend all but their they, time telling you how, how to not run to your post. life, and then right. you wonder, do they really have other accounts, and then they just have a troll account? Right. But nonetheless, it brings up a lot of judgment. Anytime anybody posts any video on any social media, basically it is out there for people to misinterpret, interpret their however they want, even if they interpret it correctly, right. comment, you know, whatever they feel. And we, I, I say this, we need to know as content creators of any level that this is going to happen. Yes. The good, the bad. Right. You know, people want to go viral. They want their videos to do well. With that comes, right. with that virality comes trolls and judgment and things that you may may not be up for. Right. But well, every with, person, no matter what their level, yes. it can A few years be a back, 
when you were doing your brackets way back on TikTok, yeah. you were doing your brackets and Tori did a bracket with us. And I believe we were trying all the Taki flavors. Yes. Okay. Now Taki is a spicy chip. Okay. Right. And I forget now what the flavor of it was, but maybe it was called like Picante Caliente or something like that. And Tori didn't pronounce it right. She was, you know, 10 or 11. She didn't pronounce it right. And there were so many people on the TikTok being like, you know, the comments yeah. saying not so many people. I'm sorry. There were people, not like there majority was, of there the was comments. a lot because yeah. once they started and once you know, one or two commented and then they all kind of jumped in. And sometimes I think that it sometimes, and we know that this happened on Facebook, but there are troll groups that say, Hey, I found this video. Go say these things sure. or go troll this person. Yeah. Uh, back on the Facebook, when we were doing a uh, live sales days, there was this group called the couch guys yep. and they would come on and they'd be like, we're here for the couch for sale. And you know, and it started off kind of less inappropriate and just annoying. And right. then it moved into take off your shirt, show me Change your chest. Do, I mean, yeah, it got out of hand with this couch mint couch guy group. Right. So, but there were people, you know, Oh, Tori's obviously so white. Like, can you believe that white girl not being able to pronounce what, what in the white or, is or, this and you know, everything? Right. And we were just eating chips, but there were plenty of people coming in and go, like, we're dude. Hispanic. Um, we don't gatekeep that. And I live in Arizona. So, right. I mean, Hispanic cuisine, Food, yeah. snacks is prevalent here. And we were trying out things we had never tried before. Tried Takis before. So we were trying. And, Tori already and liked Takis because she likes, you so, know, like most kids anyway, do these but days. But there was a lot of judgment. So it was a lot of block yes. and get rid of because those people don't need to see Bless my and stuff. release. But smaller accounts, you don't know how to deal with these. Other people, you know, and I've been in the, the social media game for a long time. I came from the beginning of the Facebook lives when yeah well think even back we were crazy we were so on Periscope already, at first I already knew how to get rid of trolls and and block them right. and, it, and not take it personally all of this these these people don't know me mm -hmm. um, but if you do comment about people that I have in my videos with me my children my fr or children friends uh, my grandkids whatever and it is just rude to be rude right you will be blocked immediately I mean right. I don't. I don't say yeah. it. I don't make a video about it. I don't right. do all of that because that's not my page. Right. It's not about clapping Although back. I do remember. I you, did clap back yeah, one time. One time you made a video because there were a bunch of kids. And it, it was obviously kids um, who were saying things about, I don't know. I, I don't even remember. Do you remember the comments? It was things about being stupid or whatever. And you make a video that was not specifically at those kids or whatever. But you're like, where are the parents? Where are the parents that, that allow their kids... Is that the one where somebody kids... used the R word in describing... <sighs> instead of saying, like, um, different abled or disabled, they yeah. used the R word. Yeah. I don't know, but anyways... I so remember you were a just like, That was in the early days, yeah. You know, parents, you know, you need to police your kids. And if you don't care that your kids are being behaving this way what who are you as a parent or you know it was basically basically yeah. saying you should know what your kids are doing like do you know what your children and i are? think i also had to do one that said that in general because somebody came at me and said that about one of my videos that they didn't think it was appropriate for certain kids or something and i remember having to come on and say my page actually isn't for children i mean my page is probably one of the most family friendly pages sure. like like i said i i kind of want to be the uh, the Disneyland for everybody. That's what I yeah. want to TikTok to page where everybody can come no Find matter what age like. and it, and it's at least entertaining. 
Um, but you know, Disneyland serves beer now, so you're gonna yeah. you might have we a, might a, have some TikToks where might we try all the flavors or, of or Trulies or yeah yeah. You're not gonna probably hear f bombs on my yeah. thing, although you know there have been times that I've wanted to, but you know that that's not what my yeah. page is about. Right. Okay. So let's go to this guy and let's talk about the heat that he's been getting and kind of how it relates okay. to me or I us or I think we need to introduce who it is. So yes. So. All right. So the gentleman, it's a guy who does all the TikToks. And again, um, disclaimer, we both love him. Yes. We think it's great. We think he's awesome. We think, we he's, think he's talking truth. You have to tongue in cheek what he's I saying. I think it's like comedians. Not oh, yes. everybody likes the same yes. comedians. Yes. And there are comedians of more color. Right. And by color, I mean level of raunchiness right or pc-ness or whatever you say right and that's the comment so like um, colorful languages yes yes <laughs> right um so he um his his username on tiktok is at bold fam b-o-l-d-f-a-m and the few tiktoks that tracy had sent me before he kind of started getting some heat um was basically him talking about his 13 year old son. So that's his oldest is a 13 year old son. Then he has, I don't know the age, but a daughter who I believe is not yet school age. And then he has an infant child. I'm not sure the age of the, or the gender or age of that child. So he's got three kids, um, obviously very different age ranges. And he is expressing his frustration with parenting. Yeah. With, yeah. Parenting things that kids do things that, you know, um, one recently he was talking about how, you know, he has a 13 year old, which a 13 year old should be able to get up for school and get himself ready and have some breakfast and be ready to go whenever the bus is coming or whenever the car is leaving, however that works. And so he says, you know, I'm up in the morning and I hear some rumbling in my son's room. And I said, Hey, are you awake? And he says, yeah, I'm awake. Okay, good. So he goes and spends some time with his younger child, goes and snuggles his baby, gives his wife a hug. He's doing the things he needs to do in the morning. And about five minutes before they're supposed to leave for school, he yells because he hasn't seen said son yet. He hasn't come down for breakfast. Hasn't. He's and like, he says, oh, sunshine. Yes. Are, are, are you up? Are, are you coming? Are you in? And I'm still in bed. Wait, what? And, you know, he makes a comment. I got up for school all the years I needed to get up for school, now I have to get up for school again for you. And you can't get your butt out of bed, right? And it speaks to me because I cannot well, tell I you. Well, I just send it to Jill because um, she had just had one of the kids that she had went in, get up, okay, and then went back. You need to get, we're, we're, this is how much time we have. Get up. Yeah, and 20 this minutes. Is, this is a an older teenager and then yeah, and i'm not going to say who it is or what or what exact what? age because that's what we're going to talk about but um and then she goes back again and then it's like two minutes before they have to go and yeah. they're like i'm not going to go today yeah i, I just i'm not feeling feel well feel good. i'm not and i'm like funny you, didn't you, know that it, you yeah. felt fine when you got up and raided the pantry at 12 30 right. last night but somehow right. eight hours later right and you've had so More she had just been telling me about me. this ongoing, like, I have to keep going in and waking them up multiple times. Right. And we're still like, not It's up. almost like you need to grab their leg, caveman style, drag them off the bed, yeah. into the hall, yeah. and leave them all there in a pile. Right. Say, figure it out. So after he made some of these videos, and then like I said, he gained a little bit of traction, he does another video, and he screenshots this article that was put on, put on the internet. And the title of the article is Dad's Harsh Rant About His Teen Son Sparks a Debate About Whether Parents Can Morally Vent About Their Kids right. and, Online. And he's doing it, and 
like, I'm going to say this funny way. Like, he's like, I'm going to take my elbow and John Cena him and be like, get out of bed. And and it's just, we all feel that in our soul. I mean, even though I didn't have social media to talk about it on, I would go to school or go to work and then tell every coworker I had about my kid. Your struggle with the kid. And then you're doing that. Am I the asshole? Because right. they were mad at right. me afterwards. Right, Am exactly. I, they, I was the jerk. Or they left all their shit right. at home, and now I'm yep. going <laughs> to school, and or you're calling me at work after I've been there an hour to tell me you didn't bring your project, your instrument, your whatever, your choir and you want me dress. to do it. And you know what? Yes. Nine times out of ten, I would go get it because I don't want them to, to have the bad grade. I didn't want to have the thing. But there was one time I put my foot down, and she was so mad at me. Yes. And I'm like, I'm not doing it today. Mm-hmm. I have done it so many times. This right. is not... You were in junior high and high school. You should know to get your things. Right. So I have struggled. Tracy found her, let's just call it TikTok, TikTok niche um, early in the pandemic. It, you know, and that was when TikTok it was kind me. of taking foothold. But yeah, wh- whatever. But you, honestly, you were... I don't, If even if you look at my TikTok still, there is not really a specific niche. I mean, it does revolve heavily around snacks and snacks treats, are, right. but that so does my life. I mean, I'm, I didn't right. get fluffy Right. By eating a green bean. Right. Um, so, you know, and I'm trying to do more healthy things now. That's why I, I eat my oatmeals in the morning and whatever. Yep. But, you know, I really enjoy But you went from certain coffees to then and, we're going to yeah. try all these skinny syrups. And then I found all these things online that, you know, can make your coffee better, but not be in more and calories. Appliances and appliances. Right. So there's there's a heavy influence with food Around and food, kitchen right. and family. Right. And, and, and obviously and family. And trips, travel. Absolutely, because that's the next thing. Yeah. Is our, our other niche is Disney. So I try to TikTok when we're on trips, but again, so let's go a little bit more into my family. So I know we've we've talked about family a lot through the through the podcast or whatever else, but just in case this is your first time listening, I'll give the the quick you know like elevator minute about my family. So I um, was married, and when I was eight months pregnant, my ex husband decided to find himself a new girlfriend. So here's me about to give birth. Oh, that was thinking, your push present. That was my push. Oh. Present. Sweet. I never heard that a push present. Um, so yes. So um, all of a sudden, I find out two months before my daughter is due that my husband doesn't want to be married to me anymore. Now here, I think. Now obviously, I know children do not fix marital problems, right? But um, he he was big into the bar. He was big into hanging out with friends. Um, we did a lot of things together: quadding, offroading, camping. Um, you know, bars, darts, like karaoke. We we did all that stuff together. And then life gave us a baby. Um, I was not on birth control. We knew I was not on birth control, and we just said when it happened, it happened, it happened. And then so again. And you'd been married how long right, at that point? Uh, over four years. Yeah. Okay. So we had done four years of having fun, four years of hanging out with friends, four years of all that, and. We had some friends who had had a kid. Um, so, and I'm just thinking our life is going to evolve. We can still have parties where the kids are sleeping in the next room and maybe we're spending the night because we're going to invite with our friends tonight. Um, you know, maybe we're going to get a babysitter and we're going to still you do karaoke. Fr- friends meal nights once a week. That's what my daughter yeah. does. They get all the kids yeah. and all the yep. friends and they all get together and... And do different things. There are plenty of grandparents. In, uh, his parents live in town. My parents live in town. So there, again, no reason why, you know... When the age is right, like you can't go spend the weekend with grandma and grandpa so that we can have an adult camping trip. Oh, I love, can I love those weekends. Right? Grandma so, loves those weekends. That's right. And that's what you get now. But so anyways, um, that was my life. So he, at that point, he was done. When he found the new girl, he was done. And uh, there was nothing I could do to save my marriage. He was gone out the door. So all I could do was have have my baby and um, my life would have been totally different. It was a past girlfriend, different. by the way. 
She, it is my my story is very interesting and fun. So if you we'll guys ever want to know about it, if you guys want to know about it, put that comment right. on this podcast. Yep. and we'll we'll do a deep dive. Yep, and I, I can tell you all my, my fun stories. But um, he had been engaged to her previously. She walked away for reasons that I would say were still a problem. Um, she should have trusted her gut the first time, but she came back. Um, and the second she came back, he called her the one that got away, and he was gone. There was nothing I could do. So I I tried. I said. Um, we made it through four marriage counseling sessions before it came out about her because I was kind of learning as things go. And I actually had my marriage counselor pull me aside for a private session and tell me, I rarely say this, but I'm going to let you know that he is done. And I think because you're pregnant and about to give birth, you need to focus on how your life is going to look with your baby. You need to focus on your health. You need to focus on your baby. You need to put your energy here, not trying to save a marriage where he is done. He may be looking like he's trying to be nice right now and gracefully go out. He is not. He's done. I want to let you know that if you do want the longer story, fun fact, she was not the one that got away because eventually yeah. he got rid of her he too. He got rid of her eight years um, later. In, in, very, in a... A very similar way. Very, very interesting. Um, but yes, yeah, so it was not... Yeah, the one that it was got not away. the last, the last you know, one for him. Yeah. So and again, it's a funny story because fun obviously he was still involved in Tori's life, uh, my daughter's life, and um, when he was getting ready to leave her, we had met at a Starbucks so he could with my daughter. Anyways, and I, Tori was off playing with a dog at the time, so we could kind of have a little more adult conversation. And I said to him, "Do you remember when you were leaving me?" And you said she was the end all be all, the one that got away. Like you put her up on this pedestal. Now all of a sudden, eight years later, you're walking away from her so much for the pedestal, right? Like, and it kind of didn't matter to him. Okay, so total squirrel there. But so I was single 10 years, a single mom 10 years. My parents live nearby. They're amazing. They love my daughter. They had very active grandparents in their lives. So they wanted to be very active grandparents like you are, Tracy. They're, you know, just very participatory grandparents. So, um, I had a lot of help, but I did not want to waste my time on another relationship because that was important. My daughter was important. If the right guy came along, like I dated a couple people here or there, but within a couple dates, I didn't see long-term, then there was no reason for me to waste my time, effort, money, because I, I, I was dating for a purpose at this right. point. So, um, 10 years I was single. Um, then I, um, I'm going to say met Casey, reconnected with Casey. Casey and I were friends in high school, maybe at one point friends with benefits in high school. We never had anything official. He took me to my senior homecoming. He's a year ahead of me in school. Um, so we were always friends. We always connected his birthday, my birthday, happy birthday, things like that. Um, his kid had a party. Yeah, I know a couple times a year you'd always be like, oh, I'm having dinner with Casey. Right. Or whatever, even from the time I met you. Right. So it was just, or Tori has a birthday party. I would invite them. Um, he was married um, to somebody that I didn't get along with really well. Um, a couple of times a year I saw her. That was fine, but it wasn't, sadly, because I, I would have really loved to have been close friends with his wife. Um, I think we could have been better friends over the time. But anyways, it didn't work out. That's another story for another day. But um, it, we we tolerated each other greatly <laughs> um, for the sake of friends and, and right. you know, whatever and the kids, and kids right. right. So come on over for a birthday party. That's fine. Um, things like that. So um, all of a sudden um, about uh, two years before we started dating, he reaches out to me and it was later in the night. Tori was already in bed and he was just like, um, 
I'm having some major drama in my life. Can I come over and talk? Sure. So we went back and sat on my patio. It's a nice night. And he basically told me the drama going on with his now ex-wife. And he was going to go through divorce. And so he was talking to me about how my divorce went, how parenting plans work. He was really scared that he was going to lose the kids because she was... I'm going to use the word threatening him, but she was very heavy handed in the fact that she wanted all of the time with the kids and he was just to pay child support and be lucky to see him. She only wanted him to have one weekend a month. And I'm like, that's not the way parenting plans work. She can want whatever she not wants. Not anymore. I think you know? at one point it kind of did like way back in the day, it was like you get divorced and fathers were like pretty much hand off, hands off. And it wasn't necessarily that they wanted to be that way. I think the whole system was just set up that way. Yeah, it very well could be. Well, and but I know from my divorce, it's much was, more even. Yes. So it should be in most right, cases. Correct. Right. It, it, and here is the way that it was explained to me by my attorney when I was getting a divorce. In Arizona, there are a lot of deadbeat dads. I mean, everybody probably, even in the United States, has heard about Sheriff Joe, right? He was a very, you know, a boisterous and, and radical kind of sheriff that we had here for years, put all the people in pink underwear, created this tent city, and kept the prisoners outside. Um, he was very, you know, like <coughs> radical in, in what he was doing. And um, Sheriff Joe was very adamant about rounding up deadbeat dads. If you were X amount of dollars behind in child support, not supporting your children, then he was putting dads in jail. Um, so I think kind of since all of that and this whole deadbeat dad thing, Arizona has become very supportive of fathers who want to participate in their children's lives. Right. So if you have a dad who is, um, uh, uh, I'm going to call it a good dad. Wants right? to so, see yeah. you. Right. Wants to show up, wants to participate. Pays somebody his child support. Not a troublemaker, you know? yeah. not a problem dad, right? Not a problem person. If, if it's somebody, then the courts will give you 50-50 if you want it. Now, um, let's talk about my ex-husband's divorce round two. At the time he was working this job and he was like, I don't see how it's possible for me to get kids up, get them to daycare, get to my job by seven o'clock in the morning, do this, do that. He did not see it. And I'm sitting here going, I've been a single mom for 10 years and I always found a way. Took the kid to my parents. My parents took her to school or I took her to daycare um, when she was in preschool. I found a way to do it, but he could not foresee that in his life. So he opted to have every other weekend because that's what worked with his life. Um, so... But what I'm saying is, is that I was telling Casey at the time, if you want 50% with your kids, I, there is no reason because you are a good guy who works hard. Um, as long as you can manage that and you want to manage that, I believe that the courts will give that to you. So I kind of talked him off the ledge because he was really worried about how maybe he was going to lose his kids, not see his kids. Okay. So that kind of rekindled our friendship. He was eventually, it was determined that they were getting a divorce um, he had been cheated on multiple times. And even though he was not a man who believed in divorce, this was the only way she, she wanted out. She wanted someone new. So, um, the divorce happened and we're still keeping in contact and communicating and hanging out, you know, from time to time. Right. Then I needed it a was, job. It was still, I remember it was still pretty sporadic. Right. Just randomly yeah. you're like, once Casey's month, calling month, or something. Like, yeah. yeah. Once a month, twice a month, he'd be like, you know, Hey, I don't have the kids this weekend. Do you want to go to dinner? Oh, sure. Sure. You know? Yeah. And we just hang out and talk about life. Um, then it came to a point where I decided I needed a steady income. I had been working LuLaRoe, my business through COVID took a turn and I wasn't supporting myself as well as I was back when. And I was like, I really just want a steady paycheck. Well, he was working for us. Um, I'm sorry. I just got a text message that totally squirreled my brain. Um, 
he was working for an air conditioning company and they needed somebody in the office. And he's like, you're smart. You're quick on your feet. I know you can learn our computer system really fast. He's like, he interested in working in the office at this air conditioning company. And I was like, sure, I'll apply. So I applied, I got the job and now I'm seeing him daily in the office. He was um, for a while, the warehouse manager and then the hiring uh, manager for their, their crew um, or recruiting, his job was recruiting. Um, and I was just working in the office, taking phone calls, scheduling, you know, air conditioning and plumbing appointments. Like that's what I was doing. So because we were seeing each other more, obviously we were talking more and we still had some mutual friends. And so, Hey, I'm going out with this person this weekend. Do you want to come? Or you don't have Tori tonight. Do you want to go to dinner? Whatever that would be. And so we started hanging out more. Then we would start hanging out with his kids and Tori. Because, you know, no reason why not. Tori... Well, and you were going to see your other friend from college. Well, and that's what I said. We still yeah. had similar friends. So, yeah. Uh, we had a friend in high school who lives in um, <clears throat> Pre uh, Prescott, which is about two hours north of us. And he'd be like, hey, I'm going to go see Ryan on Saturday. You guys want to come? We'll leave early. Well, he was bringing his kids. I'll bring Tori. Load them all up in the ex you know, expedition and, and we'll go. So, we started hanging out more, even as family, as friends. Um, and then, again, move it along. But one story... Uh, one, one, you know, thing leads to another. And I was kind of the one to broach the subject, but I was like, um, we're spending a lot of time together. Our families seem to mesh. I love your extended family. I went to high school with his sister. Um, you know, his dad, the first time I had walked into his house after years, he's like, Jilly Bean, like, you know what I mean? It was like, I hadn't been, been gone. Right. And it, it, I just love his family. And so I was like, um, why aren't we dating? Like, why, why don't we make this a thing? And he was like, okay. So we, we had a truthful, honest, very unromantic talk about why we should be together. And we did. Um, and we decided to start dating. And six months later, we got engaged. Uh, again, dating for a purpose, right? And he was too. Um, and we knew so much about each other already that the normal dating things that you normally figure out about each other, you didn't need to figure it out. So fast forward, we're engaged. And when we got engaged, we started to plan moving in together as we were planning a wedding. Um, he has five kids five kids with his ex-wife and I had been around them. I had been involved with them. I had not yet really parented them because he was living with his parents. Once he moved out of his ex-wife's house, he was still supporting that house until the date of the divorce. Um, so he wasn't able because he was still paying rent and, and all the bills, utilities all and the everything bills and everything at the other, at the house, other house. He couldn't afford to go get something of his own. So he was living with his parents. And then once the 50, 50 did start as I told him it would, um, he was still with his parents and his parents have a smaller home. They were all very cramped. I ended up after my divorce with a very large house, um, that just suited our, uh, the new family. And it was, you know, again, sometimes God steps in and works in mysterious ways, but I've been sitting on this house because we bought it really low in the market and it was just gaining value, gaining value. So there was no reason to get rid of it. Um, yeah, so when close Casey, to your parents. yeah, I was close to my parents. So when Casey came into my life and all of a sudden we needed rooms for all these kids and I had them, it, it, it worked. So, um, when they moved in with me, that's when I had to start being a true stepmom to these kids. Um, and that's when, I mean, like I had heard stories. I had seen them talk back to right. grandma and grandpa. Because they moved in after you were officially engaged. So the we yes. knew that the, the wedding was coming right. shortly. And uh, and so it was like the pre-stepmom 
right time before... but you still had to be somewhat directive of what needs to be done for right. chores and disciplines and and just different things right um like i said we got engaged in june they moved in in july we wanted them moved in before school started so we could kind of get that routine going um my husband works now a, a completely different job than the air conditioning job um which he loves um but he has to be on the job site at 6 a.m so um he has to leave the house give or take 5, 5.15 in the morning to be on the job site by 6 a.m. And um, he'll, you know, he'll be home around 3, 4 o'clock depending on traffic and work and all those things. So somebody needs to get them to their charter school that they go to. So I am now shuttling kids to school, shuttling kids from school. Um, I'm making sure, are we doing homework? Are we getting homework done? So I had to step into the full role of stepmom right away. I'm planning meals for our party of eight. And... Whether it be the trauma for the kids of melding families, whether it be hard feelings still from the divorce, um, uh, they let's let me just put it lightly and say they're a challenge. There's um, battles. Yeah, there's constant. There's battles. constant so turmoil. This in is my house. what brings us back to now the TikTok TikTok page. Okay. So and why the funny way he would put these things that are frustrating in the moment, but you look at him and you're just like, what are you thinking kid? Um, and he's, he says, them, and he's like, you know, saying he's going to drop the John Cena arm on him with these ridiculous comebacks or what they're doing. Right. And I found it and I was like, Oh my gosh, this is like, you know, again, you telling me these stories of the kids all the time, he is putting it out there. And Jill and I have talked for many months about the fact that she should put it on her TikTok. And this is where the discussion came in. Right. What do you share? I said, well, in order for it to be effective, you'd have to be real. Right. You know, you can make it funny and whatever, which this gentleman did. Right. But it came with the people saying, I get it. Totally. Oh my gosh. Yes. This is so me. And then a, a whole flood of the other. Right. So now but, to the point where there are articles about this gentleman now online basically saying that he's a bad dad for airing his 13-year-old son's dirty laundry on his the family's internet. Or his dirty laundry. Yeah, or his or family's. bad behavior. Whatever yes, you want to call it. Whatever or annoying behavior. Say. I guess right. it's not even. Right. And me trying to it's find. It's just normal teenage behavior. To me, it's, to me, it's normalizing that this is what happens. Right. That people aren't crazy thinking, I am here with these kids. What is wrong with them? Literally. And you're like, no. no. Right. There's a large section of kids in this age group. They do this thing. Not all of them. Sure. Because every kid has different. But right. it's like this Venn diagram of crazy crap. Right. And you may fit in eight circles, but somebody else's fits only in seven of those. And their eighth circle is a different group. Right. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like this crazy bubble Venn diagram of all these kids yeah. and they're crazy. And it comes to this hard place of being a parent where you have, you know, I mean, there's terms for some of this stuff now, right? But sometimes I am accused of being a helicopter mom. Um, I had helicopter parents. Um, so in turn, I feel in a way, I don't necessarily mind the term helicopter mom. I like to know where you are, when you're leaving, when you're coming back, who you're going to hang out with how you're getting there. I want to know all those things. Now, I just don't... I'm going to break in here because I'm Gen X. And for the most part, Gen X was left to fend for themselves because that was kind of when the the, the generation where both parents were tended to go back to work and yes. then we had the latchkey kids and all that stuff. Sure. 
But even my parents wanted to know that. Well, that's right. You know, we had commercials that said, parents, it's It's 10 10 o'clock. Do you you know know where your your kids kids are? are? Because a (laughs) lot of parents in my day and age didn't. And we were drinking at the dunes. So, um, (laughs) but, you know. But I mean, my parents were both teachers, right? So they left us once we were the appropriate age. But they they still left us. To walk to school ourselves, yeah, to get home from school home? ourselves, right? I think about the fact that I crossed Because we didn't have cell phones to call yeah, and no. do anything. So if you no. didn't have a time and didn't know where somebody was, right. you know what? And I'll give you a great example of this. When I was little, I was in grade school at some point. I must have been fifth or sixth grade. I said, can I go to my friend's house that's right down the street? Yes. They said yes. I said, okay. So I went down to that house. Yes. And that person was not home. Okay. So I went around the corner to the other friend's house. Yep. Knowing what time I had to be home. Sure. And I was playing there. Yep. Well, by the time I got home, yep. my parents were so mad because they didn't know where I was. My brother had fallen out of the van and broken his leg. They had to have him go to the mountain home hospital. Yep. Then he got medevaced or what, however, that got him up to Boise. All of this, they couldn't find me. Yes. Just because I didn't tell them, I went to they would have house. absolutely said, yes, you can go to second friend's house. Right. They just didn't know where to find me in this emergency situation. So somebody had to stay back until I showed up and then I was in trouble, obviously. Right. Even though nothing bad happened, it wasn't, you know, yeah. to me, like they just needed to know in case of these situations where to get you. Now we have cell phones and we have kids that say, well, you said we have my phone or whatever. Yeah. So you, you could do that and everybody's got GPS and stuff, but it's still the common courtesy of just, you know, call me on the phone and just say, Hey, I'm doing this or text or whatever right. you want to do. Right. But that's why. Right. So yes. this is well, why my dad used to always use the scenario with me. I'm going to turn into my father right now, but my dad used to say, let's just say that you told me that you were going to hang out with your friends at a house in Mesa. That's where I was grew up and I live in Mesa, Arizona. Okay. You're going to be in Mesa. Okay, great. Okay. Well, Let's say that my dad gets a phone call from policeman that says your daughter was in a major car accident in Glendale. That's an hour, hour and 15 minutes from my house. There is absolutely zero reason for me to be in Glendale. Zero reason. My dad says they're going to say we caught your, you know, your daughter was in a bad car accident is being taken to the hospital in Glendale. But not my daughter. My daughter's in Mesa right now. She's not in Glendale. It can't be my daughter. Well, he didn't know. Right? right, that I went to said friend's house and said friend said I have to go to my aunt's house in Glendale to pick up my math book that I left over the weekend and I was like oh I'll ride with you all of a sudden we're in a car going to Glendale right, right. and there was an accident I mean that didn't happen I'm making up the story right. but what I'm saying is that These my dad used things, to say to yeah. us is if somebody were to call me and say your daughter just got you know uh, yeah, whatever. whatever the situation is yeah. I'd like to know where you are. Right. You know, and again, I talk about helicopter parents. I had a friend that lived two streets over. But there, you know, there is more reason in today's society yes. to be a helicopter parent yes. than I feel that there was in my day. Yes. You know, because it was like street lights come on, come home, come home. Yep. Now, that was, you know, subjective in Idaho because in the summer, street lights didn't come on until nine o'clock. Right. <laughs> you know, it was yeah. late. But in the winter, yep. it was earlier. And, you know, so there, there was. Areas that we knew to be dirt biking in the field and different yes. things like that uh-huh. that we would do. Yeah. But we didn't have. I mean, even though we had stranger danger, it wasn't to the level that it is yeah. now. And there, there is. I mean, people can't 
go shopping at Target without fear or, or Walmart or whatever. I'm just yeah. using those stores. Without fear of somebody following them and their young children around. Yes. Potentially to grab them when they get out to their car right. or whatever. And we have so many things where they're yes. like, they followed me in every single aisle. Yes. You know, we're hearing this in all states, not just us border states. Right. It happens a lot here, but there yes. it's happening in all states. Mm-hmm. So there is reason to want to know where, yeah. where your kids are. Right. And so we're, you know, again, so back to the whole topic of conversation. What mm-hmm. is, you know, legit to share and what not to share? Okay. Um, let me tell you another. So this guy shared, I'm going to call it kind of high level stuff. Right. You know, like, again, kid, get out of bed. Kid, get out of bed. Right. Kid, get out. No, he, he didn't get out of bed. I right. Mean, we've all at yes. some point right. had that with a teenager, right? right? I mean, do you have spry, are there spry teenagers out there that just right. jump out and they're like, da-da! I'm right. ready to go. I mean, I know that there, there are kids are morning bitch. person, not morning people, you know, and I know there were days I slept till noon, but those were days when I was in college and I was out till 12 or I was one. trying to think of what like, else he had talked about on there that we could come up with. But to me, it wasn't like personal digs. Like I found him doing this, like anything that was shameful or hurtful or medical or, you know, right. anything well, that he that, talked. One of the things he talked about was about, do you have this problem with your kids when it comes to eating? Right. And then he's like, Everybody knows they need breakfast. But why is it that the cereal box can't open until five minutes before we're supposed to go somewhere? They've had all right. morning to get right. ready. So then, but let's again, talk again, about- high level. It's not attacking the kids specifically. It's talking about a common behavior. Like yes. I said, it's not like they're saying, you know, my son goes in the closet every day at 17 and is still a bedwetter. So he goes and puts his wet sheets and underwear in the closet so I don't see it. You know what right. I mean? It's not, that's what I'm saying. It's not some, right. like, like embarrassing content. It, it, it's a, it's normal, in my opinion, things that the vast majority of anybody right. who has raised a human right. through to a teenage right. person so, has, has come across. Yeah. When I was a kid, I was, let's say at a young age, put in bed at a certain time. And I got up at a certain time, whether that be for school or on Saturday or whatever. That's what it was. I did not get up and did not roam around. I, if I had to go to the bathroom, obviously I got up and went to the bathroom, but I went right to bed. I'm a person who has always enjoyed sleep. I like that. Okay. My daughter goes to bed and she's like me. Again, I'll tell you another story. Um, I'd spend the weekend at my grandma's house and I would be like, Grandma, can I stay up and watch Jay Leno? And my grandma would always say, sure, honey. Oh, Graham's going to let me stay up till 10 o'clock and watch Jay Leno. <laughs> but by 8.30, I was either A, passed out on the floor in front of the television, or B, I would go and say, Grandma, I'm just so tired. I'm going to go to bed. And, and she'd be like, okay. She knew she didn't have to worry about it because I probably wasn't going to make it. And if I did, it was weekend at grandma's and it'd be okay. But that was me. I put myself to bed. I wanted to go to sleep. I enjoyed that. My daughter is almost the exact same way. There are some times at 7.30, she's like, I'm going to go to bed. See, what? And when we talk about these kind of things, because you're going to, in contrast, you're going to talk about the other kids that are yes. up at all hours. I was the up at all hours because I am very much. Now, I will get up because I'm an adult and I have to. I will get up at early in the morning, do work, those kind of things. Right. I you do are not love it. I do not enjoy it. I will stay up till 2 a.m. often. Yes. Because my brain is just going and I'm doing whatever. I wish there was more things I could do, like go pay bills and go run errands at two and <laughs> at you know midnight to two because I'm up and nobody else um, is and you get it all done. Yeah. But 
you know, I would get up. Like, I would be up so long past dinner. You know, we'd eat, when my dad got home at like 5, 15, 5.30, we ate early dinner. And I, so by the time 11, you know, midnight, I'm up. I'm up a whole nother meal. So I would go into the fridge. I'd get pickles. I'd get cheese or whatever. But I knew it was okay. Those weren't for set aside for our lunch the next day. You know what I mean? Yes. And it wasn't that I was hiding it. I probably left my dishes in the sink too. So it was probably bad. Or I wrapped it in a paper towel so I could just throw the paper towel away and not have to do it. Because it was just like a giant pickle and a chunk of cheese. I don't know why that was the, the snack of choice, but it was. Um, but so I have those things, but there's a difference in the, the sneakiness around it or whatever. And it certainly wasn't happening. I wasn't up until 2 a.m. on a school night. Well, because I had, I was up so early the next day. Now I still was up probably till 10, 10 30, yes. which is still pretty late. Yeah. And then well, as I, mean, I got into high school, we, I was working. Um, okay. So but, again, ways that I have to be a helicopter parent. I just, so, I just feel, I, I just wanted to say yes. that because I feel like some of that is normalized depending on if you're up or, you know, yeah. And that's, or not. that's kind and of then, where I'm going to lead to is that like, okay, so my daughter like me goes to bed on time early. Yes. She'll lay in bed and listen to her phone, watch her phone. She may watch YouTube. She may whatever, but my daughter will fall asleep watching TV. Now again, me being a single mom for so long, we slept in the same bed for a very long time because we were in this big house together and it was like our little studio apartment in, in our bedroom, right? And I would watch TV and she'd go to sleep next to me. So she has slept with the TV on her entire life, whether it be white noise or whatever, and she just sleeps. If it was a problem, I wouldn't have done it. Right. But she always got real good sleep and it was fine. Okay. So that's my daughter. Now let's talk about his kids. Um, his kids will not wind down. And and that's the term I'm going to use. If we don't force them lights out in your bed, darken everything that, that, down. Their wind down begins at that point. Whereas Tori, his wind down has started sure. an hour and a half to two hours earlier when so she's she doing is things. in bed by nine or 10. Right. right. So, so she's ready. If we, she's got like a natural rhythm right. that she has set up already that sure. way. And we kind of did that because me and right. her would go to bed at like seven thirty, eight o'clock. And she'd fall asleep when she fell asleep, you know? Right. Um, you just but, go get comfy in bed and you're right? watching your shows and you're like, she's going to fall asleep soon because she's a little right? kid. And, she would. And, yeah. you know, I watch appropriate things exactly. until she was either passed out or not there, you know? So, um, so Casey's kids, we have it that bedtime is nine, which means we need to start getting ready for bed at nine. So whether that means brush teeth, um, clean up your room, get settled in, get your cup of water, you know, whatever. And then our goal is to have them in bed by 10. That is the ultimate goal. Now, the youngest is 11. So we we have 11 to 18 in the house. Okay, so we're not talking even little kids. So nine, let's start that bedtime routine. Now, um, they're still watching TV. I have one more episode. I need to do this. An hour later, they're still watching TV. So I found out that my internet provider has the ability to download an app where I can control when the internet is available and not available. So the internet now shuts off at nine o'clock for all of their devices or devices they could use. The family television shuts off at nine o'clock, all of their phones, computers, whatever they got. I have them all synced under profiles. Mine, my husband's, that doesn't shut off because we don't, you know, our profiles are good at all times. We pay the bills. (laughs) But we can do that if we want to. Um, Theirs all shut off. Go ahead and send the big, you're a big meanie comments yes in, in the thing because it boosts our podcast yes please comment <laughs> yeah you're absolutely welcome to um it's all chaos That's right. <laughs> at gmail.com it's all chaos podcast at gmail.com um so i have the internet shut off at nine o'clock that way 
at nine o'clock, they are forced to start that routine because there's nothing else for them to do, kind of, right? I mean, there is, and Argue. they always find things. <laughs> well, yes. I mean, that's all of a sudden when the Legos come out. Like, their room was clean, <laughs> and I go in their room at 9.30, and then the 11-year-old has got an entire box of Legos exploded all over the floor. And I'm like, what part of get ready for bed meant pull out all the Legos and dump them all over the floor? Yeah. I, I, I had an idea. I just wanted to build something. Why didn't you build yeah. something when you came home from school right. at but these o'clock? are the things. So when you go on and you talk about these things in a social media setting, is that acceptable? That's what the whole topic is. Right, exactly. Are you allowed to voice your frustrations and just say being a parent is hard and these things suck and the ask those questions, the am I the asshole? You know, there's whole right. Reddit threads and whole things right. that roll, yes. revolve around yes. where people post questions and go, yep. am I the asshole? So, of course, I'm on Reddit because of other things that I do. And then Dream Reddit, Valley. Yes. <laughs> Reddit suggests things to you, right? So all of a sudden, it suggests a post to me the other day that says, my daughter won't stop getting up at 1 a.m. and reading the fridge. Rating the fridge. That's the title of the post. And I was like, this is my person. I'm going to go find this out. So I go and open up this Reddit post, and I read her post, and she said, she rarely eats a full dinner. And then at 2 a.m. needs to pull out everything else that was not for dinner. Her leftovers are in the fridge This, this and doesn't do it. And nine out of 10 comments on this thread post, on this Reddit thread, was saying, you're a bad mom. She's a growing teenager. She should be able to eat when she wants to. Why is food a problem? There are food pantries where you can get more food if you can't afford more food. Right. You're a bad and, mom. And on You're this, a horrible person. Jill and I were talking, you know, some of the, the kids at her house literally will walk into the pantry, shut the door so they can eat or snack or whatever, and then come out leaving all the wrappers in there so all the evidence is in there. So Jill will find empty boxes, empty wrappers, you know, and yes. somebody will come out the next morning and go, why isn't there any of this? And Jill's like, you because ate it I own. open the pantry, I look, and I it appears we have 42 cereals. I didn't know that everybody ate all the cereals and put I didn't the know empty that boxes the empty boxes back. were in the cupboard. I checked before I went shopping. I thought we had cereal. So like, now, and again, this is the way that I've had to All I need change. somebody to do, I'm not even saying don't eat it. I'm just saying, could you tell me that there's no cereal? Right. So I now have Rubbermaid clear containers that hold cereal that I pour the cereal in so I can look at it and find out if there's cereal or not. Right? Now... Is the problem that I don't want them to eat? No. The problem is, though, that there are appropriate times to eat and not. And I think a majority of dietitians, and there were a couple of dietitians. More things to eat. You know, let's, if we they're can getting get up at too. 2 in the morning and all they're eating is Dorito potato chips the whole time, yeah, there's a problem. You don't need to be eating right. a bag of Doritos, a family-sized bag of Doritos every two nights. Right. And again, why are they closet eating? Because they know I'm going to say something about it. Um, we've had to get security cameras in our home because there are there's at least a child who likes to take things that is not that person's. Well, and let's talk about food. So we've got kids that need lunches. There are six kids in my home. The next morning, or each morning, you're going to make the lunches and somebody's without their, their cookie or their treat. Yep. Somebody's without their Capri Sun to go in their drink. Yep. And you're like, who did it? And it could be multiple different people taking the things that they know are for school lunches. So now in the morning, you're like, fight it out. Who's going without their drink today? Who's right. going without this? Because I didn't know right. that you Again, were going to rate it overnight. There are six kids right. in this house. 
I can't buy a hundred Capri Suns every time I go to Costco. I can't. I know that we have five kids that are going to be here for two or three days. I know we have this many kids who are going to be here for the rest of the days because we have some kids who are now with us full time. We have some kids that go back and forth. I make sure I have enough chips for the week. And sometimes I buy the big box where I know there's leftovers, but if there's still 20 left over in that box, then I'm only going to need to buy 20 more. I don't need to buy another box of 40, right? I need to manage this food flow in and out of the house again. So that somebody isn't crying in the morning. I didn't get chips in my lunch. Exactly. So let's go to my TikTok. So <laughs> I took a video where they've been told. Now, there are plenty of fluids to drink in my house. I buy crystal light packets, individual packets. They can grab a bottle of water. They can pick their flavor of crystal light. They can shake them up a drink at any point in time. We've got soda. We've got iced tea. Water. There is plenty yeah. of water. Milks. There is plenty to drink. Okay. Here is my problem. They're lazy. They are too lazy to make a pitcher of Crystal Light, to make a glass of Crystal Light, a bottle of Crystal Light. They know that they can grab the Capri Sun, pop the thing open, and drink it. That's my opinion on why they're doing it. And then it. drop the wrapper in the garage. Yeah, or so behind nobody, boxes nobody in the garage. Nobody sees them We're drink it in the house. We're going to hide the trash. We're going to drink in the garage. We're Again, gonna... so these are the things that Jill could make videos about and put that kind of humorous twist and, and thing, right. even though it's a frustration and whatever, and say, ah, this is life. But that's where we're saying, is it okay? Who, you know, at what point isn't it okay to make right. fun of? I made that kid. I'm going to make fun of it if I want. Right. That's kind of okay my opinion. Is it okay for me to post a TikTok video? <laughs> Again, not to embarrass them, not to whatever. And we can tell he has his son in one of the videos that the son is very whatever about this. He probably thinks... My father is on TikTok talking about me again. Whatever, dad. Right. You know, probably follows it. Shows his friends. Look at my dad. He's such a yeah, dork. Right. You know, whatever. Um, again, it's I'm not seeing this ab abusive relationship that, right. that is trying to be perpetuated by these right. people in the comments and then this article that because say, here's, hey, is this a let, let me just say this, okay? And we can wrap it up because now we were going to do yeah. a shorter podcast Sorry. and it's an hour. We, li we but lied to you. <laughs> but. Um, it's all chaos. Right. I could do one of two things or three things. I mean, there's many ways that I could handle this situation. Every time I'm short of Capri Suns, I could get angry. I could yell. I could scream. I could cry, which I probably do all those things at some point in time too. I can simply go to the store and buy more. But when we have made it very clear in the two years that they've lived in my home, that Capri Suns are only for school lunches, period. That is the only reason we have Capri Suns. They go in your bag. They won't bust open. That is why we have them. Okay? So if that's the only reason we have them and you're not to touch them, you know, and I could go on TikTok and I could be like, we are now five short. We're now six short. We're now eight short for the week. Eight TikTok or eight, eight Capri Sun short for the week. I could make something funny out of it, which gives me some vent. Maybe it gives some other people a chance to say, hey, me too. Woo woo. Go mom. You know, and, and then I start to feel like I'm not alone and I've shared that out there, you know, but are you also going to get the people who are like, what, you have a money problem? You can't afford the $2.50 it costs to buy a box of be, Capri Suns? You shouldn't be giving your kids Capri Suns at all. Right? Yeah, there's too much sugar in those. I'm like, I do the Roaring Waters right. one, so I'm just, it's mostly I'm hydration. just saying, no matter what you do, somebody's coming after you. But this gentleman is funny. So we think you should go check him out. Yes. And then come back and comment on our podcast to let us know so that we know if you agreed with us that we think he's funny. 
But I, yeah. I assume if you follow me, we have similar-ish ideas of what's silly or funny or whatever. But yeah, you never know. Yeah. So, anyways, we'd like to hear your opinions, though. Like, do you agree? Yeah. Let us know like, if you like this kind of stuff too, because we're thinking whatever just comes to our mind, you know, of topics that we're like. Let's talk about that on the podcast, if, right? you, if you're down with that, because yeah. that's probably what's going to happen anyway, so even if you don't like it, <laughs> yep. I'll be honest. Yep. So, anyways, that's just something that, that has always been in my head, because the thing is, is I also don't want my TikTok to be a negative place. I deal with a lot of this all the time, and it would be nice to have a place to, let's say, vent these ideas out in a way similar to what he is doing. And what's, watch his hair. Watch his hair. This man has got some floofy hair. I love it. Mm -hmm. And every time he comes in, sometimes I think it gets a little more crazy. A little more crazy. A little Probably because he's like, running his hands through it in exasperation of, right? of teenagerness. Right. Exactly. And um, and, and baby and kidness. I mean, because he's yep. got three. So I officially have my own personal so what was his teenager name again? as of today. Tori is 13 today. Yep. So I officially have a teenager. But at Bold Fam. So like Bold Family. B-O-L-D-F-A-M. Yeah. So, so you've only got one under 13 yeah. now, right? So, yes. Only one left who is not a teenager. So I've got five full teenagers. One of them's 18 and thinks he's an adult, so he gets to run his life Which is the a whole other to. topic that I would love to talk about. And you've been because there. Because I've been through that part. Yep. Uh -huh. And now I'm going through it like... You still live under my roof. Mm -hmm. Do you still follow my rules? Maybe that's a good topic for next time. Yeah. So. All right. All right. Until next time, guys. Yep. Chaos uh, on. <laughs> what, what, what did we say? Keep the chaos low and the spirits high or whatever. That's right. You know what? Maybe that's, that's chaos our goal. Role. That is our goal by next podcast for <gasps> us to have whatever our outro tagline is because. Um, I, I think it should just be the title of the podcast. Until next time, it's all chaos. It is all chaos. Mm -hmm. I just think there's, I don't know. Oh, I feel like it needs boy. to be funnier. It needs to be funnier. Yeah. So, but anyway, we'll f we'll figure it out. All right. All right. Bye guys. Bye guys. If your life is so chaotic, you don't remember. You've been listening to the It's All Chaos podcast. To support Tracy, Jill, or get access to any products we've discussed on the podcast, visit our websites at officiallytracytime.com shopjillybean.com or shopthechaos.com. If you've enjoyed learning about our chaos, you can always leave a positive review on iTunes, Podbean, or wherever you download your podcasts. And if you would like to tell us about your chaos, you can always email us at itsallchaospodcast at gmail.com and maybe we'll read your email on the show. And remember, when life gets chaotic, it's okay to listen to the podcast in your closet with a Starbucks eating raw cookie dough. Stop squeezing the dog. Jasmine. Oh. Max, don't bite your brother. Oh, socks. Socks everywhere. Socks. Could somebody please put these dishes in the dishwasher? Four, quit chewing on poo. Whose dirty underwear are on the floor? Oh my gosh. There are dishes in the sink again. I'm sorry. We got to go. Testing. One, two, three, four. Testing, testing. Now we won't know if it's. <laughs> <laughs>